0: I'm Neil Deshmukh, I'm a 19 year old. I'm the founder of Plantum AI, a diagnosis and treatment plan that farmers can use to directly act upon their crop. The potential impact that anyone, anywhere can have as long as they take the motivation to do something. That intention is enough to make a change. Even if you think it is the smallest step, just go ahead and do it. Welcome to
1: The Genius Generation, a podcast where we talk to young people doing incredible things in the world of STEM. I'm your host, Dr. Stephanie Castillo. I'm a science producer, writer, and content creator with a Ph.D. in science communication. On today's episode, we're talking to Neil Deshmukh, who is a college student at MIT and the founder of Plantum AI, a technology that helps farmers in under-resourced areas identify and detect crop disease. Welcome, Neil.
0: Thanks for having me.
1: We're so excited. And so my first question to you is, can you give us a quick understanding of how Plantum AI, the app, works?
0: Yeah, of course. Let's say a farmer notices some weird irregularities in their crop. They can take their Plantum AI device, they can snap a quick picture of the leaf or the affected area. They'll take that image, send it to a local agricultural university. From there, AI algorithms will conduct triage, trying to identify you know, potential conditions. Finally, the actual designated plant pathologist will check off on the AI algorithm diagnosis and this treatment plan. Within like an hour or so, the farmer gets back a diagnosis and treatment plan that they can use to directly act upon their crop and protect it from whatever it is that may be of issue. We want to make sure that farmers are still able to protect their crop yields, considering that it's such a large structure point within their community. It's not only a source of food, but it's also a source of income.
1: How did you even get interested in wanting to create an app for this type of issue?
0: The motivation was really personal. So my family actually lives in villages in India. So I got the idea to start Plantum AI in the summer of freshman year. So that summer, me and my family went back to India like we always do to see family, friends, and it's always a nice time. This time it was uh, unfortunately not the best year for my family's village the water supply had gone poisoned by pesticides. At first, of course, so like I was really, really upset with the farmers because why would you put so many pesticides on your crops and, and poison the people that you really care about, right, in your own community? And what I heard from both sides was that they are under immense pressures. They have a responsibility to, to feed their community, to support their community financially. And if their crop yield goes away, they cannot do that. And the, the effects of that are immense. They're really devastating. So what they ended up doing was that as soon as they saw a crop disease that if they, if they didn't know what it was, they would just take as many pesticides as they could and throw them all on their crops. This imbalance of information resulted in a lot of health, medical, and ecological damage. And I knew immediately that this is the problem that I wanted to solve.
1: What'd you do next? You're seeing this issue. You heard both sides of the story. Where did you go from there?
0: I actually went straight back into talking with the community. So what I wanted to make sure was that I fully understood the problem. So I went back to the farmers. I talked with them a lot, trying to see how they currently use pesticides in their farming routine, how their farming routine currently works. And my grandpa was a really big resource in this because he's a farmer and he was one of the farmers that first noticed the pesticide runoff, then alerted everyone. And after a you know a few months of developing, I came up with a very, very prototype solution. It was essentially an app, it was just the device. They would take a picture, it would tell you exactly what disease it was, how to treat it directly on the device. And I thought this was amazing. I'm like, okay, the problem is solved. Uh, Like I'm done, right? This is perfect. Like this is is everything we need. But the real nitty gritty of the situation is that these farmers have so much pressure. Everything has to be perfect for them to make sure that they can protect their crop yields. And unfortunately the models are not always 100% accurate. When I go to uh, my family's village and I'm like, okay, I have the solution, you guys can use it, it'll be perfect, just let me know what, what I need to improve. They immediately tell me that it's very much a black box to them and they don't want to use it. Because for them, how can they trust a random device that just tells them that this is what disease your crop has and then tells them exactly what to treat without really having trust in the system that's telling them how to govern the produce that will then support their community or could, you know, result in destroying their community. It needed another layer of trust, another layer of human authentication to make sure that the AI algorithm is not, you know, spitting out random diagnoses. They said that would be perfect because they had actually been conducting assistance for local villages where they would send out students and the students would have to take pictures and then come all the way back. But if there was an integrated system in place where they could kind of have these images aggregated and have some kind of preliminary AI analysis, it would make their job significantly easier and they could provide more assistance to the communities that they cared about.
1: That was really awesome. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. amazing. I like the mindset that you went about this in terms of having it be community-driven because I feel like sometimes we kind of have that rose-colored lens of just like, oh my goodness, look at me, I'm like helping, when it's just like, no. So I think it's really cool that you're able to kind of like have the community build in. What led you to want to do an app in the first place?
0: It needed to be on a device that would allow images, that would allow upload of data, that would allow download of data. And then also what we wanted to do eventually was incorporate some kind of geographic or geolocational data. And the perfect solution for this are very, very cheap Android phones. So the way that Plantum AI works is we distribute these very cheap Android phones as the Plantum AI devices. With Plantum AI, the platform, everything preloaded onto it. So instead of having, you know, like a bunch of different sensors that, you know, the, the farmer needs to set up, they just have this phone. And we can use that for kind of crowdsourcing, trying to take this immense set of data points across all these different farmers. We can use all the data to then give more generalized feedback. And more interestingly, we can also give proactive measures that farmers can take to protect their crop yield.
1: And do you already have experience developing apps or like coding or using machine learning to work on the diagnostics of all the different types of diseases?
0: I had no experience actually going about like this level of project. No. I think the most that I have done at that point was, I used to do like FLL, which is first uh, Lego League. Going into this project, I had no idea how to code, but what I found out was that the internet is an absolutely amazing resource. You can take like essentially any problem that you have, you can probably Google it and you can get a solution. Another really cool thing is how supportive the, the community was. I very early on realized that I not only did not know what to do, I didn't even know what to ask in the first place. There were a ton of online communities that I ended up messaging on. I could be like, this is a problem that I'm struggling with. Can anyone give any insight? I didn't think they would be receptive to high school student being like, oh, I, like, I don't know how to code. I don't know how to make AI models. What do I do? Can you please point me in the right direction? Some of them went so far above and beyond. They were, well, like a, one of them invited me into his lab and then pulled out a marker and started writing on the whiteboard. Like, okay, so nice. this is like, this <laughs> is like how you make the model. Like, this is what it's doing with like all these different like layers in the neural network. And it was absolutely amazing.
1: Neil, you have done so much already in terms of developing the app and also getting the community involved as well as universities collaboration involved. So where is it right now and where do you see the app going?
0: Right now we're in over 40 villages in India and we're at five agricultural universities. And where I imagine this going over the next few years is, first of all, expanding, right, adding more villages to the community adding more agriculture universities to help these villages. And also something that I'm really excited about is expanding beyond India. So recently we've been in talks with uh, expanding into regions of uh, Cameroon. Overall, my like, ideal dream would be that this is an app that anyone anywhere can download and they can use it to take a picture of the crops immediately. They'll send it to a plant pathologist that's available anywhere in the world. They'll do an analysis on it, give feedback, get it back, and the user will be able to take immediate action to protect their crops or their plants. One thing I don't want to lose sight of is the fact that I really made this to support under-resourced communities which means that it is very much a community-driven effort. I focus a lot on kind of the the structural parts of it, trying to add more villages and, uh, you know, modifying the models and the data pipelines when necessary. But the actual bulk of the work is the farmers who are actually out there in the fields, doing the work, cultivating their crops, taking pictures, collecting data samples, and then also the plant pathologists at these universities, these students who are going through all these different samples and actually doing the work of verifying the algorithm's response.
1: Have you already been seeing kind of like the fruits of your labor or like the impact of your app already?
0: We've detected more than 3,000 different crop disease instances in the last two years. We have so much data that we can actually run, like, you know, different kinds of analyses on how the growth was looking before Plentum AI was implemented in specific regions and after. And we found that there is a non-negligible amount of growth to the point where it's, like, around, like, 30 40% more yield.
1: I know that you're in MIT team right now, so, like, what's next for you?
0: I really, really, really like working on these community-driven solutions, especially when they're for under-resourced areas. I see so much cool research being done everywhere where you know there's new ways to treat disease, new ways to detect disease, right? But the thing that's a little bit heartbreaking is seeing all this cool work being done by these super, super smart and awesome people, but then the solution not actually going to the people that need it. My favorite part of Plantum AI wasn't just like coding in my room and making the model, the AI algorithm. It was actually Going to the farmers, seeing how they received it, taking their feedback, building into the platform, that was the, the most interesting and most fun part and most motivating part of the entire process. For what my dream is for the next few years for myself, is to keep on working in these fields. Try to identify more problems that under-resourced communities are facing and trying to build community-driven solutions
1: If another young person is interested in wanting to start a community-driven solution, what advice would you give them?
0: I would just say, go ahead and do it. Even if you think it is the smallest step, it is a step. And most likely it won't stop there. You'll get feedback from your community and taking that first small step will allow people to figure out how to best support you and figuring out how every stakeholder that you want to support in your community will be affected by a solution that you inevitably create. That is also another really important thing to consider. Regardless of you know age, regardless of experience, regardless of any factor, all that matters is the initiative to go about and make any change.
1: Spoken like a true game changer. <laughs> this has been a really <laughs> great conversation, Neil, and just really excited for your future and you know hopefully I can see Plantum AI soon on my app device. But I think what you're doing is really amazing. I wish you the best of luck on continuing to make impact in your communities. And so thank you so much for this conversation.
0: Thank you so much. Uh, it was really great chatting with you too.
1: Thank you so much for listening this week's episode of Genius Generation. Make sure to tune in next week to hear our next guest and all the incredible things that they're up to. We'll see you next time. Funding for The Genius Generation comes from the Arthur Vining Davis Foundations, investing in our
0: common future.
1: Support for Trax comes from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting.
0: This is Trax from PRX.